Hi, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. Today's film is Black Orpheus, directed by Marcel Camus in 1959. It is the modern retelling of the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, set against the backdrop of the vibrant Carnival in Rio de Janeiro. The film follows the passionate love affair between Orfeu, played by Brent Mello, a talented streetcar conductor and musician, and Eurydice, played by Marpessa Don, a country girl who comes to the city seeking refuge. Marcel Camus beautifully captures the pulsating energy of Carnival, the infectious music, and the colorful traditions of Brazil. The film won both the Palme d'Or at Cannes and the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Its success helped popularize bossa nova music globally and introduced the world to the sounds of artists like Antonio Carlos, Jobim, and Louise Bonfa. It introduced audiences worldwide to the rich culture and vibrant spirit of Brazil, leaving an indelible mark on the history of world cinema. This was Branson's pick. Branson, why did you pick Black Orpheus? I was looking for a really musical film for us to talk about. I wanted a film that really transported me. I wanted to be sung to in Portuguese. And I wanted a film that was really vibrant, but I wanted a film that really made you want to get up and move and dance. Plus, I have a deep, profound interest in world mythology and um, especially Greek mythology. So I'm very familiar with the Orpheus and Eurydice myth. I just remember it having a really big impact on me in a way that another film that you and I have talked about, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, has <laughs> um, just in vibe, in vibrance, and in in theme a little bit, but I just felt like it would be a great launch pad to talk about music and film and to just take us somewhere else. Who would you say the film is for? Uh, this film, it would be of interest to those who are interested in world cinema. If you're looking for a good film that was made in Brazil, sadly, few and far between, especially for a country that makes up a significant pie of the world population um, and is at the G20. I also think it's a great film for those who are interested in film history, who are interested in musical films, who are interested in um, seeing somewhat groundbreaking or transgressive cinema in a good way for that day and age with leads that are people of color. It is an older film, but I think it's a very accessible older film. I think if you're interested in mythology, it can benefit you. What'd you think? I really enjoyed this film. I had never heard of it. It feels really alive and musical, as you said. I didn't think about that. Like, it makes sense that you say that, but I didn't initially think of describing it in that way. It just, it's so colorful and alive and joyous at the same time that there's this very tragic story. And I think mm -hmm. it's an interesting way of blending the two. You kind of really easily forgive it for any of its, like, suspension of disbelief. Like, the villain is essentially this guy, well, is death but it's a man wearing spandex and you see the zipper in the back, but yes. you don't care. <laughs> and he's still just as scary and haunting and it, and it has to do with the storytelling and you know the atmosphere uh, that's created. I really loved it. it. It feels very useful. How did you discover this film? I'm just curious. I'm always interested in where films are made and I'm interested in the stories that other countries are telling. And so I think I was looking for films that were made in Brazil. This film is made by a French born director, but who has had a deep interest in Brazil. The myth is super interesting, but 
the reason that I actually started watching this film, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this that's somewhat contemporaneous with at least this summer and kind of the current socio-political environment we're in, is because of the Little Mermaid film that came out. There was a lot of controversy because, uh, of course, the lead is played by a young black woman, Holly Bailey. This is interesting to me because I feel like this film, in its own sort of weird way, is kind of doing that same cool, transgressive, colorblind casting, but in a way that doesn't feel like it's trying to bank in on that because it's just how things are in Brazil. And I, I just, I love it. And it made me think of checking out this film. I love how vibrant and colorful Brazilian society is and the Greek myth sets up this interesting backdrop. If someone's interested in hearing the Orpheus and Eurydice myth, I think this is actually better than a lot of the other adaptions that you've seen. It's more fun. This was based on a play written by a prominent Brazilian poet, Vinicius de Moraes. But it's obviously based on the um, original myth. Um, you know, Orpheus is this wonderful, wonderful singer. He's the best singer in Greek mythology. I like that they are aware of the myth in the film, too. Yes. And they constantly reference it, which helped. But I love that they cast Breno Mello as the lead, as Orfeo, because he's a he was just a soccer player that Camus found and was like, you would be so good. And this guy has a killer voice. You'd think he was a singer. For an unprofessional actor, it just feels so natural. It is funny that there's a meta level to this. This is playing on themes that we also see in cinema today, because I do feel like there's something that like feels almost unreal about how beautiful the film is. And it was shot on location and it was an extremely tight budgeted production. The mm. director actually like skipped meals to save on production costs and they actually ran out of money. The Brazilian government helped them procure camera equipment for some of the last bits of production because they had like wow. completely run out of money. But I do want to ask you what your favorite scene was. My favorite scene slash subplot focuses on the children. They believe that Orfeu is the one to make the sun rise. My favorite scene is when they wake up super early and they're worried that the sun's not going to rise because Orfeu doesn't have his guitar. So they sprint and they, they leave it in his apartment and then they're wondering if they should wake him up so he could make the sunrise, but then they hear the guitar playing in the background. After such a tragedy, I love that the film ends on such a hopeful note, too, and it has to do with, you know, playing music to make the sunrise. This movie is a, is a nice blend of blending tragedy with a celebration of life. Okay, so this is one of the rare moments. We have uh, the same favorite scene, and I love it okay. for so many of the same reasons. I love those little boys as characters, kind of the neighbor boys. They're like this fun little subplot device, and we're observing this myth take place. They're driving forward the stuff that we're expecting to happen. You know, they're asking about the myth, et cetera, et cetera. The one sort of like interesting stark contrast from the myth is in the myth, Eurydice, of course, gets bit by a snake, and she ends up dying, and he has to go travel to the underworld to... Re reclaim her. I love, like you mentioned, the the villain that's kind of this Baron Samity-esque figure. You know, you can tell they're working on a thin budget. <laughs> but I do think that, as you point out, capping it with that final shot of the little girl dancing, so charming and, and seeing the sunrise again gives hope for next generation. But I'm curious what you think of the criticism that people have. Some people believe that it romanticizes poverty and exoticizes Brazilian culture and looks at them with a voyeuristic gaze and that it perpetuates stereotypes. It was made during a time when the concept of cultural appropriation 
wasn't widely known like it is today or understood for all its misgivings it still had a significant impact on diversity in films and i do think that context is key here certainly if something like this were made today it would be met with fair criticism at all of those junctures this is seen through the eyes of a French director who's not a Brazilian, but has a deep appreciation for the culture. I don't think that there was any agenda, I guess is my point here. I think that he genuinely loves and thinks Brazil is beautiful. Look at the many other films that he did. I mean, and I, we talked about the tight budget. We talked about having to have some inter intervention from the government. I think we're applying implausible and improbable expectations on a bygone era that frankly, for its time was above and beyond what we could imagine. I mean, look at this. We have a film that won the best foreign language Oscar with two black leads. One of them, American, Marpessa Dawn. In 1959, the road to success is not paved simply with gold bricks. We build up with other alloys just as we have throughout, you know, infinitum. You know, it's not right. like seeing Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's where you're like, <laughs> oh. Which wasn't cool at the time either, I don't think. <laughs> yes. Marpessa Dawn, that is its own beautiful story. I mean, she was an American actress who literally took a trip to Paris and decided she was in love with the city. She was never going to come back. She was on a holiday. She saved up. She worked in Pittsburgh and she's like, I love Paris. I'm going to become French. And so she stayed. She learned French perfectly. And then she caught the eye of Marcel Camus and they entered into this beautiful relationship. She became uh, his muse, so to speak. And they ended up getting married and he brought her to Brazil. You never know that Portuguese is like a third language to her because she sells it so well and so powerfully. I've heard the critiques. I've heard the criticism. I think that this is a film that frankly, I don't have any internal qualms with. And I am interested to see and wonder what you know, native Brazilians may have a different view. If you are a Brazilian and you're listening to the podcast, please reach out to us at Film Exchange Pod. At least from the outside, I think it's a love letter to a country. If you're interested to watch Black Orpheus, you can watch it on Canopy Max, formerly known as HBO Max, or Criterion Channel. It's also available to rent or buy on Prime, Google, YouTube, Vudu, Apple TV, lots of places to see it, and we recommend you check it out. Thanks so much for listening to our episode on Black Orpheus. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out with any suggestions, our social media is at Film Exchange Pod. All one word. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next time.